Welcome to the first episode of Season 2 of the Loot and Dagger Podcast. We will continue our epic story with the help of Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and dive deep into the weird, demonic heart of the Underdark. We'll be using the Out of the Abyss campaign book, but only as a loose guide to help tell our story. This is a great starting point if you haven't listened to Season 1, so sit back, relax, and let's tell some stories. Gentlemen, clerics, arcane ladies, and some demon shit gets crazy. Fear of snow, wielding daggers, magic boats, and singing flowers. Everybody's got a beef with us, but ain't no problem gonna burn and run. Your evil shit don't stand a chance, cause you and dagger know how to dance. It's been a long year since the heroics of Phandalin. The Luton Dagger Mercenary Company thrived after ending the torment caused by the Black Spider. Their glory would be short-lived as skirmishes with the Dark Elves began to blister areas around Faerun. They seemed to be taking slaves more than conquering and spent a great deal of effort acquiring artifacts of power from the surface world. Lord Sheriff Victor Sinclair took it upon himself to use his noble connections to strengthen the town of Phandalin after defeating the evil that threatened to tear it apart. He also took in Twix the Goblin as an apprentice gentleman, the most notable path to walk where you'd ask anyone from the city of Mistport. Deputy Grit Tough and Stuff, who works secretly as Fang of the Zentarium, has led the Luton Dagger Mercenary Company to great financial heights, thanks in part to the acquisition of the Phandalin Mining Company. The drow surface raids, though, proved to be bad for business, and using his underworld connections with the Zentarium and a considerable portion of his own personal wealth, he helped fund an army to fight against the Dark Elf incursions. It didn't take long before Victor and Grit joined forces again, and as a great battle was fought at a drow outpost near the far north, a trap was sprung. A cave-in found Victor and Grit separated from their forces and each other. Days they wandered, and deeper they were plunged into the Underdark. There's also someone else we should mention. Matilda Beckett, a curious red mage turned scavenger of ruins and ancient graves. She left her island enclave years ago, searching for something many believe doesn't even exist. Fate found her wandering deep underground and in the clutches of danger that hide in its darkness. Her fate crashes headfirst into the path of the Luton Dagger Mercenary Company. This is where we begin their story. session of season two. Yay! Yay! It's good to be here, James. Good to be here. Before we actually get into the characters, we need to know how long you've been down here. So everyone roll a d10. Okay. Seven. I rolled a seven. Eight. Ten. That is how many days you've been down here so far. How's he been down here three days longer than I have? I got captured at the same time. You didn't get captured at the same time at that point. I would say that they were chasing him around for three more days. Chasing. Like, chasing me around for three more days? Because yeah. he's been down here three days. Oh, yeah, he's been down here longer than you. So uh, they captured him before they captured you. And you got a little lost. Okay. So they cut me off from the fours, and I wandered around for a few days, and they eventually caught up with me. Yeah. Okay. Should the so listeners be aware of where we are? Also, who we are? There. We're about to get there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's do that now. Each of you is in a jail cell. Right at this moment, let's put yourself in the jail cell. Deep, deep, underground in the mm-hmm. underdark. Mm-hmm. You've been here for as many days as you told me. Seven. Seven days. Ten. Eight. Adam Jones, mm-hmm. let's talk about your character. Oh, that's, I love to. <laughs> what about my character? What would you like to talk about? Let's talk about your character's name. His name is Victor Sinclair. Lord Victor Sinclair. Not that it matters much in prison, but you gotta hold on to the things that matter to you. 
So what has Victor Sinclair been up to since uh, the listeners would know that at this point, season two picks up after season one. But a that year, makes sense. A that year sense. after season one. Uh, okay. So in that year, what have you been up to as Victor? Well, I rode off uh, back to Missport. I got the uh, got all the supplies and forces that I was looking for to help defend Fandolin. They came, uh, built a, a stronger outpost to help defend. Now there's an actual uh, kingdom presence there to to help you know facilitate matters because you know it's always better to be in the fold mm-hmm. of the kingdom. And uh, since then, I've just been. Um, Trying to get everything uh, sorted out, protected, get the logistics done, make, make sure the people are safe, and uh, the path of the gentleman is followed uh, as many as possible. Uh, helping my uh, my mentee, Twix, uh, who I'm sure has been doing very well. Mm. Twix has been doing very well, but sadly, you guys got... He got away, and that's good away. for him. Yeah. I'm very proud. He's, uh, he's an excellent student. And, uh, yeah, things have been going well until this whole, uh, prison thing started happening. I'm truly going into that, but, uh, that's me. That's been my year. All right. So, Chris, let's go ahead and get your character. Chris McDaniel, you play... Deputy Grit Tough and Stuff. Ah, oh, I forgot to mention I was a sheriff. Lord yeah. Sheriff well, Victor Sinclair. Lord Sheriff yeah. Victor Sinclair. Yeah, sorry. But, go on. Thank Grit Tough. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, the past year, pretty much the same thing, aside from the gentlemanly thing, helping Fanolin get everything back to, back together, get the force, get it protected. Uh, trying to expand as much as I can with my new mining guild with uh, Fanolin and try to expand it into a nice uh, money-making machine for the town and for the Luton nice. Dagger Mercenary so Company. So, like even networking supply lines, basically, yeah. that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Neverwinter, maybe Mistport, using your connections over there. Yeah, so absolutely. And... Also trying to, uh, during this time, rebuild the mansion a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I want to make it, I want to re, re, uh, also kind of remodel it to be like uh, the Luton Dyer headquarters, maybe with a couple of secret rooms, maybe like a bat cave type thing at the bottom. You've had a year and you guys are, you guys were, uh, I would say, pretty wealthy. So you could have done all that and within a year, obviously, your, uh, your mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a fireman's pole to slide down into the army quickly. Moretta, you Hi. are playing. Matilda First off, Beckett. nice to have you part of the podcast. Thank Yay, you. new member. Yay. Yay. Thank you. It's nice to be here. All right. Okay. So I'm playing Matilda Beckett. And uh, Matilda is, um, she's a wizard from a enclave of wizards that refer to themselves as red mages. She is a scholar and an explorer. Seeking out relics, arcane knowledge, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, she didn't actually care anything about drowl up on the surface and attacking anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably more like she was exploring some caverns and they caught her, mm. which was very disappointing. Uh, but occasionally these things happen, so she's a little miffed. But ready to get out of this mess. Love I, for, it. I, for, I forgot to mention my class. I'm a cleric. You're a cleric. Oh, oh yeah, I'm a rogue. Yeah, so there, there we go. So Victor is the cleric. No rogue. Yep. Lord. Uh, Grit is a rogue. No miss rogue. Uh, what, what's your race? Human. Human. I'm also human. Oh man, I've been forgetting all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Sheriff Victor Sinclair, the human cleric. I think we got everything. Also, I have a pet rat. He's my familiar. Just in case. Because I took the feat to give me a couple of wizard cantrips and a first level wizard spell, so that's why I got so now you have, familiar. You have a familiar. Mm-hmm. You have your always fun rat. His name is Royce. Royce the rat. He's, a, he's, a, he's white. He's a pure white rat. A little, with a little cape. Thank you. With the Mistports Heart. symbol on the yeah. Isn't the cape purple? Huh? Isn't the cape purple? No, I thought the purple cape was like uh, white with gold embroidery. Oh, maybe it was. Anyway, it's fine. All right. Captured by the drow. You wouldn't wish his fate upon anyone, yet here you are. Locked in a dark cave, the cold, heavy weight of metal tight around your throat and wrists. You are not alone. Other prisoners are trapped here with you, in an underground outpost far from the light of sun. Your captors include a drow 
uh, your captors include a cruel drow priestess who calls herself Mistress Ivara of House Misery. Over the past several days, you met her several times, uh, robed in silken garments and flanked by two male drow, one of whom has a mass of scars along the side of his face and neck. Mistress Ivara likes to impress her will and remind you that your life now belongs to her. Accept your fate, learn to obey, and you may survive. Her words echo in your memory, even as you plot your escape. Cool. The, uh, the scene is now in the cave. You are in the, uh, the cavey prison you're in. Mm. It is dark. Mm. So dark. You don't particularly remember how you got here, like in, into this cave. You don't remember any other uh, uh, things, because they, they did basically uh, do some drow poison, make you go unconscious, and just basically threw you in this cave. Okay, so you, we've been captive for however many days, but we're sort of just figuring out that each other is there? Is that well, th- this is the point in which the movie actually starts playing. Okay. <laughs> you guys actually have been kind of talking. We're going to kind of, now there's a lot of NPCs to go through. There's a lot of other extra stuff to do now. Okay. Um, I want everyone to roll me a d20. That would be an 11. 12. Also 11. Victor. Hmm. Throughout your seven days here, you are able to palm a gemstone that looks to be worth a decent amount of money. That's all you have right now. Where have I been keeping it? You... (laughs) Don't ask. We will not ask such questions. You guys do have just Hmm. basic clothes, like just like like, like pants... Pockets in these pants. Oh, so there's okay. pockets. Okay, there's pockets in the right. pants. We'll say okay. that. So we're so not you're naked. We're, we're not, not in our underwear. No, you're not. We are wearing underwear. clothing. This is <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is it our clothing? No. Okay. This will be uh, just some rags that they have. Around. Prison jumpsuit. Prison jumpsuit with pockets. You gave through prisoners' pockets. You know. So I don't have to worry about where you put the gym, Adam. <laughs> no, it's just very Victor. nice of them to to make prisoner clothes with pockets so they can hold their prison items. Place to hide the shit? Yes. I mean, I'm just very sporting of them. It might have just been in your palm. Maybe. Maybe you've just been clenching a fist for the past few days. You each have a clay pot at your your side, but otherwise you're sleeping on the floor. You just have a clay pot that's for you to use. Mm -hmm. However you see fit to use a clay pot. Sure. And uh, Matilda. Is that her name? Yes. Matilda. You... Also have a gemstone that seems to be worth some money. And they're just leaving these things around. Yeah, throughout your uh, stay here, you've been able to just maybe you found it. Maybe uh, they've been having you guys work some uh, like laborious ways, like in, like cracking open, some, like using a pickaxe and mining a cave, that kind of thing. So you may have just found it. Being a lady, I'll hide mine in my cleavage. Okay, that that sounds that sounds fair. I don't need pockets. I need pockets. (laughs) Grit, you have found a rusted iron bar that could be used as a club. Nice. Don't ask. (laughs) It's in the book. It's in my beard. able to... Your beard is just... Oh, I guess you could still grow a beard at this point, but you don't have your... No, no, I never shaved it off. Oh, yeah, I guess it doesn't just fall off and take the belt off. (laughs) Exactly. So do you have, like, a giant, giant beard right now? Giant gnome beard, yeah. Giant gnome beard. Okay. Well, this is a club. It would be like your size kind of club, then. Something that's still relatively small, but you can use it as a club. Can I sharpen it to a shiv? I mean, we are. Wow. It's a steel. You said iron. Uh, I'm sorry, iron bar. Okay. So, no. It's a club. And that is basically the only items you have on you. And are we, like, chained to the wall, or what's going on there? So, you have chains that are around your wrists, and these mm-hmm. chains attach to a collar, mm-hmm. an iron collar. Sure. They leave that on you at all times. You do not take it off. You have that on you. And so, while you have it on you, anything that requires your hands or mm-hmm. a lot of movement really takes a disadvantage. So, I assume there is a locking mechanism on these things and not just chains around you? No, no, no. There's a lock on. Okay. Both on the collar and on the wrists. 
uh, with my uh, knowledge of these tools, do I would I just add, look at them? Do I can I tell instinctively kind of like how difficult would this be to pick if I had the right tools? Let's do that, and then we'll continue on with some of the rest of stuff. Want to get to? So just for simplicity's sake. Yeah. Let's say we've all been kept in different cells until now, so we don't have to worry about what we have or haven't already talked about. Yeah, sounds good. So at this point, uh, they've now let you guys in on one mass cell. There were other okay. cells. There are other cells, like uh, smaller cells. But at this point, you guys are now in a more communal big cell. We're probably about to be put into a labor camp or something. Oh, um, they've been telling you that... Uh, the moment they can, they're going to sell you to Mesoveranza. Oh, that great. is what Ivara has told you. Lovely. That was a 22, by the way. 22. Yeah, you think it would take considerable strength to break, and you think it would take considerable skill without uh, these tools to uh, to unlock. Is it pitch black, or is it... Uh, it is dimly lit pretty... everywhere. Okay. Dimly you can lit. make out figures. You can shapes. make out figures and shapes. Okay. And now that you're in this cell, you have noticed there are eight other people in the cell with you. There is one, his name is Bapito, and he looks like a Doro. And a Doro is uh, kind of like a, a, a mix between a gnome and a dwarf. They're kind of in that, that world. Uh, Bapito looks like this. Okay. Some sort of north. Yeah. So he's he, he has a big old long beard, and he's like... Would you prefer dwarf? That's north. Put, and as, as you guys are put in this cell, he's one of the first to kind of come up to me. He's like, hello, friends. I'm Bopito. Nice to meet you. Uh, it's ever so pleasant to make your acquaintance, Bopito. Um, yes. How are you today? Oh, I mean, as good as you can be. Well, that's very in good. A, in, a, in a cave. Locked up by drow. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's a... There's a lot of conditional modifiers to that response, but I understand. And just in a uh, a giant of a uh, thing looks, a, he's a Quigoth. You, you've never seen a Quigoth before. They kind of look like Yetis. His big giant claws, big giant teeth. They stand about seven to eight feet tall. And there's one now that stands up. It's like, oh, oh, that Pepito. Be, I, 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 please, please, make some room for our new guests. Hi, I'm I am Prince Derendale. Nice to meet you. Oh God, there he goes again. I had to hear this for three days. Well, is that Mister Tough and Stuff, Vector? Oh, so nice to see you again. Oh, well, for a given value of sight, but hear you again certainly. I'm so dark in here. When did you get here? Uh, just now, it seems. But, uh, I'm sorry. Do, do you say a prince of some sorts? Uh, do either of you speak? Did any of you speak um, Elvish? Yes, I do not. Okay, so he is speaking in a dialect you don't understand, but she understands it then. Sorry, but he's speaking perfect Elvish. He's like, uh, do, do any of them speak, speak Elvish? Do you, any of you speak it? I am Prince Darendel, hello? Hello. Hello, hello. Hello there. Hi. It's very nice to meet you. Well, there's a lot yet. of conversation. Oh, dark okay. Oh, okay then. Well then, sure. lively folk here. Yeah, you understand anyone? My name is Matilda Beckett. No, unfortunately. Matilda. Yes. That is a very nice name. I like that name very much. Yes. Thank yes. you. So, how have things been with you? Well, you know, not too bad. Good. Uh, well, I mean, well, we're captured by Drow, certainly. Yeah. Well then. Oh, oh, uh, stool, stool. Do you mean? Do you mind doing your thing out? Uh, out of the darkness, it comes up, and there's a there's a little mushroom with two tiny little legs, and he just kind of hops over, and he shakes a little shake, and some spores go out, and suddenly everybody can now understand everybody. Well, that's certainly something one does not see frequently. Do, do you do, can you hear me now? Oh, well, hello there. Oh, good. I'm glad Stu can do his thing, so you can hear me. I <sighs> I just want to welcome you to the cave, the uh, the prison cave. For what it's worth. Uh, You're going to have to let him do his spiel. He's done this a couple of times before. He's going to have to let him kind of keep going. He'll do his Oh, that's fine. I've got nothing but time. Oh, and I am Prince Derendel. It is very nice to meet you. Well, your highness, it is very pleasant to make your acquaintance. Oh, well, thank you. I'm very, I'm very glad. Finally, somebody here with class. Ah, I didn't think I'd good. run into someone with such fine heritage down oh. here in the dang dark elven caves. Oh. Thank you. Ah, he looks, he looks happy. His big toothy face is just grinning wide. Ah, you know, I, that, 
that the ghastly Mistress Ivada, she... I believe that she did something to me. See, this is not who I really am. If, if you can... I'm, I'm an Elvish prince. Certainly. I don't see any reason why that wouldn't be the this, case. This grotesque, grotesque body of mine. This is not oh, mine. Don't sell yourself short. That's a mighty form. Anyways, let me introduce you around. Hold on, hold on. There's a... And that's what Prince Darendil looks like. <laughs> nice. Yes. And he points over, there's a uh, dwarvish woman named Eldith. He goes, that's uh, Eldith. Eldith, yes. Eldith, say, good, say hello to, to our new, new companions here. No, it's like, hey. Uh, hello there. Hi. Yeah, stuck in a cave also, I see. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we have a lot in common here in this cave. <sighs> yep. Stuck here till we get sold to somebody, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Great. Nice to meet you. I'm I'm glad that, uh, the prince is always positive here, but, um... Yeah, yeah. having a stool, like, spooge on everybody. Oh, my. That's... Stool mm. kind of goes, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean it to... I didn't... I didn't... Yeah, I, well, consent I, is important, I, okay? Oh, oh, God. Oh, well, oh, Lord. I, and he starts going to the corner. He starts, like, waddling over to the corner. Now, stool doesn't have the same chains you guys have. He just has some chains around his little stool feet. And he's just hopping. I'm so sorry. I walk over there with him and kind of pat him on his Aww. mushroom top. Mm. I wish I could have Obviously that. very scared of everything. I'm really so sad. next time yeah, I'll only trying to say, help, say it's okay. okay. Still, still and I'll, okay. I'll make sure we can... Just uh, ask, okay. okay? I'm so sorry. Ask first before you release <laughs> spores on people. And that that does seem later. like a viable policy. Uh, I just didn't think it was going to be here. I'm so sorry. Sure. I'll learn, and I'll, I'll be better next so time. So life is a learning experience there, Mr. Stool. It's a... It's a you'll, you'll be better from now on, yes? Excellent. Another voice in the darkness just goes, Oh, oh, oh another awakening. That sounds nice. Ah, that's a good, good. And uh, Prince Darren goes, Oh, let me enter... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. Of yes, yes, yes. Let, let me introduce you to uh, Shusha the Awakened. And Shusha's like, oh, yes, I am Shusha the Awakened. And he looks like a fish person. Oh. Okay, uh, not, not those fish people. I don't know what fish people are talking about. I am Kuatoa. Sure. Well, nice to make your acquaintance also, uh, sir. Well, you speak words fish of sir. wisdom. And I, I do like these words of wisdom you speak. Bad. I'll do my best, but thank you for your kind words. From the back, and a work calls. I was like, aren't you going to introduce me? Hi, I'm Ront. I'm nice to meet you, Mr. Ront. Yeah. How are uh, you today? Not great. Stuck in a prison Stuck cave? Stuck in a prison cave. Yes, that does seem to be the pervasive situation. With all you lunatics. Uh, let's, let's, let's look here. Uh, yes, you, you also need to see uh, this Topsy and Turvy over there. And there's some uh, deep gnomes, and they are whispering to each other, and they do not really oh look up to you. So Topsy and Turvy, and they're, they're whispering to each other and just kind of looking over. Like, they, they really warm up to you, I'm sure. This just takes some time. They're very paranoid, those two. Well, it's a stressful situation for us all. Yes. Oh, and last but not least, there's a uh, Sarath, and there's a Drow in the back who's just like sitting down, just looks like he's meditating, and he's just staring, just basically through you guys and through the out of the cell. Mm-hmm. The uh, he looks like this. One of the most noticeable things anybody who can see in the dark, Rit, um, and you can see in the dark, you both notice that from his uh, forehead there are some looks like some growths coming out of his forehead. Like fungal growth? It's like a fungal growth. Okay. Well, I'm sure he has a lot to think about. Without even looking at his greetings. Well, thank you. Likewise. Even mushrooms look attractive. And Mr. Tough and Stuff, have you introduced yourself to the... Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Please, please introduce yourselves. Yes, yes. I did that days ago. Well, let's do it again now that I'm here. Oh, hello, everyone. I'm Grit, as you well know. Hello, Grant. <laughs> Hello. Stool bounces up to you. Hi, Grant. Hi, Adam. That's, that's, that's all I gotta say to him, to everyone. What about you, sir? You fine, fine gentlemen, I suppose. 
Um, Lord, uh, Lord Sheriff Victor Sinclair. Oh, Lord. Uh, well, I, uh, my, my brother is the Count of Mistport. I've, uh, been about adventuring to, uh, to do some good, make some renown for the family, you know, do what I can. Not much noble responsibilities being the brother of a Count, so I try to make myself useful where I can. But, uh, but yes, I, 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 like all of you, have recently found myself in a, uh, prison cave. But, uh, temporary, I'm sure. As, uh, oh, uh, madam, I haven't, uh, been introduced to you yet. Hello. Uh, hello. My name is Matilda Beckett. It's ever so nice to meet you, Miss Beckett. It's nice to meet you, um, considering the circumstances. Oh, uh, considering the circumstances, of course. Of course. Not ideal. There's a uh, knocking on the uh, prison door, and the door opens up, and then comes a, they push in another prisoner, and it looks like a, another deep gnome. He has, he looks like that. Hmm. And he says, oh, yes, 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 Jimjar. Come, come, come and meet everyone, Jimjar. And they, they actually push him down to the ground, and they close the cell behind him. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you guys. Oh, hey, Jimjar. Uh, oh, you seem... Oh, are you injured, uh, Jim John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, uh... Oh, good lord, he has some... Looks like some whip markings across his... Uh, oh, dear. That's what happens when you mouth off. Oh, well, let, mouth let, off. let me take care mouth of it. I'll be honest, mm, I meant to mouth off sure. just a little bit, but not as much as, uh, you know, sometimes it overtakes you. Sometimes it overtakes you. Ah, uh, I bet you guys... Fi- oh, not with the betting again, Ron says. That guy wants to bet on everything. <laughs> Jim Jar goes, all right, I bet you guys five gold. The next person who gets lashings, that guy. Yes, makes sense. No, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, that. Anybody want to take the bet? Take the bet? Uh, no, thank you. No. Uh, is okay. uh, is uh, anyone else injured by chance? Well, no. I don't believe so. Just just Jim Jar. Yeah. We've, we've all had it. They've given us a good day to rest up before they give us another round of, I believe, more work to do. Mm. Work to do. Well, understood. I'm going to um, use my channel divinity preserve life to heal up Jim Jar. Prison doors start to kind of glow a bit, and you realize that your magic is not working. Hmm. And the glow goes back down. Spell does not happen. Hmm. Nice, nice, nice try, though. I appreciate it. Oh, I, I must just have to do this old fashioned way. I was a bit unexpected. Old-fashioned way. And he just goes over to his uh, side of the, the prison cell. When that happened, did we see any, like, uh, on the wall or outside the prison, or, like, like, a rune light up or anything like that? Or from the inside out, all you notice is the, uh, just like the the, the, the prison cell doors gotcha. just kind of glowed a bit, like it was absorbing some of the, uh, some of the magic. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I I believe they, they, they do some kind of warning here, so any of your magic users cannot... Well, that's going to make this a touch more difficult than I had anticipated. So they all got to go to their their own part of the the cell. Basically saying, it's nice to be acquainted. Now it's time to just wait and do your own. That's what uh, Prince Darendel says. He sits back. I walk walk over to Victor. So what happened after I got captured? Oh, I was just running around in the wild for a few days trying to not also be captured, and then I failed. What about Twix and Franklin? Are they all right? Mm, we got separated. I presume they're okay. They're not here, so that's good. That's good, yeah. <sighs> I guess for right now, there's no way to get out. I don't have any anything to pick these at the moment. Oh, well, that's quick to talk. Let's see. Eldith uh, comes up to you guys. This is the, uh, the dwarf. The dwarf lady comes up to you guys and says, are you guys talking about breaking out? Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. There's hardly any other topic of conversation we could be having. I think we have enough numbers now. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know how you break out, but... All right. No one else has really ever talked about it, but no one's done anything. Well, the last guy tried to break out, they fed him to the spiders, but... Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Not encouraging, but... Hmm. Okay. Um... Has anybody been able to, to scrounge anything up? I've been able to I pull the iron bar from my beard. It's like, I've been able to hold on to this. 
That's Has anybody got anything else we could potentially That's use? An interesting hiding place. Won't fit in my pockets. It was nice for them to yeah. give us pockets, though. <laughs> I thought that. I thought that too. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Eldest, what have you got? I don't really have anything right now, but I mean, you guys came in here and you guys are like the most sane people I've seen come through. So. Mm. Gotta come up with something. The other one here is clearly deranged. And there's yeah. kind of like out of nowhere comes uh Bopito is like, hey friends, are we talking about something? Oh, okay. Um Are we yeah. talking about where did uh Ginger got the word? Okay. He was right here, right? Gonna what? I'm gonna go sit next to Jimjar. Oh. Hey, 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 ow, what's up? Uh when you uh, when you were taken out of here and brought back, yeah, when they whipped you, what'd you see? Oh, oh yeah, you guys haven't really been out in the labor camps. Yet. No, uh, no, not yet, not yet. What's what's that? What's it look like out there? Oh man! All right, so they have these like giant hauled out stalactites, right? Stalactites okay. come out of the top. Stalactite. Yeah. Okay. And they uh, those are they use for towers. You know, like guard towers, and there's ropes, like rope bridges that take you from one guard tower to another. Let's see, uh, we're really high up. We're like, uh, I don't know. Oh, really high up. And uh, below us, like right below us, is a, uh, a pool. Uh, but before that, there's a bunch of spider webs. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so there's that. Rope, spider webs. There are bars on the door? There are bars on the door. I'm gonna take bars? a peek out of the out of the bars there. But. All right. So what you see, um, right in front of you, is a uh, guard tower. That's this guy right here. Mm-hmm. And that guard tower, it's hard for you to see, but you can kind of squint your eyes and, and, and see it through the dim light. Um, you see it looks like around three three drow playing some kind of card game and there's like a torch out there um, just kind of vaguely letting uh, letting kind of see the, the lay of the land um, yeah there's a rope bridge and right below the rope bridge um, it looks like there's just a, a heavy like cloud of, of webs you can't really make out where, where Jim Jar says there's a, a pool that's got to be really far down because before then, it's just this uh, this cloud of webs you can't really see through. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, uh, I've been on a. There's a waterfall that uh, I know feeds that that lake. That sometimes they uh, they like to get me over there to fill up water buckets. Probably one of you guys be doing that next. I bet ten gold. It's gonna be this guy, and he points over to Victor. That's what I bet. Who bets that? Anybody on this? None of us have ten gold. Yeah, well, okay, don't know, I really don't know a, where you think you are right now. Look, I keep a nice log in my head, okay, of uh, my debts, or your debts. We'll figure it out. Yeah, so I'm take it So they tend to remove back. one prison at a time, or how does that tend to work? Oh, I just mouthed off to a passing guard. Yeah, not, not yeah. the answer to the question that mm-hmm. I had posed. Mm-hmm. So when they do take someone out of uh, the cell, do they take them out one at a time? Oh, usually in groups. Yeah. groups. And how many how many of the wardens do that? Oh, you're probably looking at uh, two or three drow accompanying you. And maybe, uh, you know, they'll probably take about three of you at a time. Go do a thing. Now, with what we've seen, how many... Um, maybe a couple of Qui-Goth. Yeah. How many guards in total? I mean, I'm sure we've seen that uh, over the past... Ten days that I've been Pepito's here. head pops over kind of near you. Hey, friend. I, uh, I've counted 19 so far. 19 what? Guards. 19 distinct individuals. Yeah, 19 distinct faces. Hmm. Interesting. You know, I was just thinking that. So, are we going to take the time to create some sort of in-depth, fancy escape plan, or we just gonna see what we can do to break these chains and rush everybody when they come and get us? Well, I mean, I don't know if we have anything to break the chains or pick them at the moment. I mean, this might be a long con. 
I think I just don't think we know enough about what's going on here to really make that determination. Mm. Mm. Well, the, unless we can deactivate whatever warding. Oh yeah, that's something. But we can't see anything from in here. Sarah the Drow speaks up at this point. He's a pretty keen ear. You can hear. Or I guess you guys are really just talking in general. Mm. Yeah. And he goes, uh, "You have no hope versus a priestess of Loth. Mm-hmm. You have no hope versus her, her elite guards. You have no hope where you are now." You look like a guy that just has no hope at all. So, I'm having a hard time taking your word for it. Okay. And what's up with all this? And I point to his forehead. Well, let's not judge people by the physical appearances, Mr. Oh, no, Tuffin's not judging. Just curious about what's going on. That's definitely not a normal thing for a drow to have. You know, fungus coming out of his head. Is that true? I don't know enough drow to make that call. Well, and he's a drow not. being imprisoned by other drow, so... And it's certainly oh, it's kind of something I wish not to talk about. Well, a man's fungus is his own business. And he's clearly really depressed. Oh, he is a bit of a naysayer. <laughs> All right. So, let's see. You've got a this kind of bar. We can probably uh, pry loose one of the links on those uh, those chains with that uh, bar. Somebody a little stronger than me is going to have to do it. Well, that could be just about any of us. But still, we have a lot of people here. I'm sure somebody can get the job. The giant dude, right? Oh, the prince. Oh, that makes sense. His highness could probably get the job done. Prince, what's his name? I, I am uh, Prince Derendel, yes. I, I, I would say in this new body of mine, I, I do uh, possess quite a bit of strength that I do not have in my former life. Uh, excellent. Well, let's go ahead and get things started then. Uh, would you give him yeah. use of your... Uh... I, I pull the rod out of my beard and I uh, hand it to Prince Derendel. Think you could get that wedged in one of the links of the chains and get a pride open? I hold up my wrist with my uh, chain on. Just as he starts to do that, you actually see... Walking down the bridge, you hear the steps of, it looks like, Mistress Savara, and behind her are her two guards. Great. Well, we're out to go try this uh, again. Yeah. Please take this, please take What you see is a tall, drow priestess. Let me show you what a, a picture of her. Mistress Evara. In her hand, she holds a scourge that actually has a, it's like a, it's like a mace that has some tentacles, and these tentacles, they kind of... trying to put pictures uh, of these NPCs online for people to follow. Yeah, I, I like that idea. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we can put that on Facebook and put on Twitter and our, on our, our actual .coms, our website. Yeah. I'll, I'll twirl my mustache to make it a little more presentable. So, Mr. Sabara um, really? comes up really? to... She comes up to the jail cell, and she peers in, and her whip, the, the tentacles seem to be just floating on their own, like they have their own mind. It's obviously a magical tentacle. And she's patting oh, a spider with her other hand. Well, what do we have here? Hi, great tough and stuff. How you doing? A smile at her. Yes, and who are you? She points to you. I felt... A presence when they brought you in, and I couldn't help but overhear that you may have been a gentleman. Well, it's uh, that is true, but it's not only past tense. I still am a gentleman. I'm uh, mm. Lord Sheriff Victor Sinclair. It's ever so pleasant to make your acquaintance. Ever so present, of course. Yes. And who are you, my love? She's petting her pet spider. Matilda Beckett. Matilda Beckett. It's mm. nice. Now, do you have any open, um, like, tattoos? Like, we guys kind of discuss something about that, right? Yeah, I have them. They're not visible. Okay, very good. And she goes, Oh, Jorlin, would you be so kind as to collect these three? I would like to talk to them in the chamber. And she walks off. Jorlin is a, uh, a drow that has, he's disfigured. He doesn't have the physical strength or something to really be an elite guard, as they keep calling him an elite guard. The other, the other um, elite guard just laughs at Jorlin as he unlocks the, uh, the cage. But yes, Jorlin, please, collect the prisoners. And you hear him whisper under his breath, like, fuck off, sure. 
come. Is it just Jorlin? He, he, he unlocks... Jorlin has just unlocked the, uh, the no, front. I mean, did the other guards walk away? Now, behind Jorlin, they actually have a Qui-Goth with him as well, but next to Jorlin is Shore, and Misra Sabara is already walking off into presumably her chambers. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I will uh, leave, and as I pass through the doors, mm-hmm. I'm... Um, well, as we all start to walk away, yes, uh, I'm going to attempt to summon Royce behind us, mm-hmm. and then have him hide. Okay. Uh, let's have Royce do a stealth check okay. against their passive per- or perception. Eighteen plus his dex. Yeah. Describe that to me, just like a you just kind of summon him, and he just kind of mm-hmm. he just sort existence. of uh, poofs in behind us, and then immediately scurries off behind a rock somewhere. I like it. All right. And you guys follow as well? Yeah. I, I, if I want to get out, I'm going to look behind for anything written around the, uh, around the outside of the jail cell. All around the jail cell are like, uh, like runes pressed all around the jail cell. Okay. Like almost like a... Like, a, like etchings like a, into a, like, like a steel etchings, basically. Gotcha. Etched into the cave. Right. You can surmise that that is the ward and... Yeah. Okay. And they walk you over to Ivara's place. So now you're actually getting to see some more of, of the lay of the land. <laughs> oh, hold on for a moment. Yep. Sorry. I'm 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 faking a little coughing fit. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. To you're give right. myself a moment to uh to cast dark vision. Oh, do it. Yeah. Alright. <coughs> you cast dark vision. And now you get to see very well. You get to see as well. As they take you through here, this this uh, initial tower that they they're taking you through looks like every bit like a watchtower, and this this tower has a, a ladder going up, and it basically in here there's some uh, looks like a few weapons, but for the most part it's just like uh, chairs and tables and card games are happening here. Anything that you would have like in a watchtower. Okay. I assume you wanted to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to. So, as they take you out of that watchtower, and they go through another, you go through another rope bridge, they take you past a waterfall that's over to your left. Yeah. And from that waterfall, you can, uh, if you want to look at anything at this point, you can't, but you're going to keep going past a waterfall, and they take you into the main chamber, which is this tower. It's the closest tower to the watchtower you guys are currently in. Okay. Now, before they take in there, you can actually get a lay of land. This looks pretty hectic. There's a lot of uh, drow here. There's a lot of some Qui-Goths. There's a... Uh, it's like a own little... Not a city, but you can surmise that that's where the rest of the guards and the action kind of happens. And she takes you into this uh, chamber. There's a, there's a ladder leading up, and she asks you, please... Come up. And you each are taken up into the into a chamber where there is a giant, very, very, very lifelike statue of a spider, of basically Loth. Now you would kind of know just because you would know, generally speaking, the big major gods. Loth is the spider queen that the drow pray to. Mm-hmm. And here there are chairs set up. Everything is nice and fine. The, she has actually lit a candle for you, Victor. She's about to see it. And she goes, yes. So... So is this what? like a temple? This of? is like a temple that, she, that they're praying to. <clears throat> okay. When I sense certain things about people, I like to bring them here before long helps me understand who they are and perhaps the price I could fetch for them in Mesoramzi. Please, just if you create to Loth, oh. If you do not. I can't, I'm in shackles. Hmm. As well you should be. We all have our own ways of praying, my dear. That's a fair point. But uh, let's assume that we don't do that. What's the next step? Mm-hmm. Just hold it. And she uh, casts a spell 
to the lost statue, and the statue lights up, and you kind of feel it searching you, feeling you out, that kind of thing, this statue. And after a moment, this whole process takes a few minutes. Mm, very intimate. And it doesn't feel good. It feels really wrong. It feels... Clearly, no one here cares anything about consent. <laughs> well, we were in prison, so, I mean, that's a good starting point to how they feel about the concerns of others. Mm. Uh, agreed. Most unpleasant. Grit toughens stuff. Hi. She says. You are Zentarian? Say what? Okay. Uh, yes. What is your business in the Underdark? You tell me. You guys brought us here. Cleric? Mm. A Mistport? Sure, that's a me. Two gentlemen. Oh, ever so kind. Leading the path of the gentleman. Hmm. And what brings you to my domain? You know, about the same. Uh, capture, imprisonment, slavery, that sort of thing. I mean, if it makes anyone, clarifies any matters, I don't want to be here. So, I mean, if that answers your questions at all. Matilda, a red mage? This is most interesting. And I wonder, what are you thinking? That perhaps you will find it? That perhaps it exists? We're playing the pronoun game. What is it? I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> sure, <laughs> not. That's why I'm clarifying. What, what is the it in question? That it is just there? a fable. Oh. That's what it is. Oh, so she what's is the chasing f- a fable. And it is bothersome that I have three very unique individuals. Loth is surely testing me, for you are special in many ways. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. Well, wouldn't that uh, fetch us a very high price? Isn't that good news for you? Oh, yes. And they showed me your things. And along the table... No consent. (laughs) (laughs) I mean your equipment. Yeah, I know what you mean. So I'm looking around the room. Yeah. So what, what's your opinion of uh, my equipment? Mm. It will also fetch a pretty price. That, you know, it's, uh, that makes so me unhappy. What, uh, what, did, what did you guys bring with you? Oh, that would be my glass staff. Glass staff. I imagine it was a glass yeah. staff. A dagger. And what did you have? Elemental rapier. Elemental rapier. And Ooh. these yeah. are... That sounds neat. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this staff is for holy ones, and I will see to it that it is given to other holy ones. How do you feel about that? Well, in general, just as a blanket statement, I oppose everything that goes on here, so if that clarifies any further questions... No, the Kuto. I'm afraid I don't. Is that some sort of fungal disease? They are the craziest of the Underdark, and they they worship all kinds of, of... different gods. And sometimes they invent new gods. Every month, maybe. That's very maybe ambitious. So, give your staff to them. How do you feel about Well, I refer back to my previous statement. I oppose. Mm, yes. Good. Excellent, all right. And I imagine your weapons will go with it, too. But <laughs> you think? But I want them far away from me. That is for sure. So our weapons are in this room, on the table? Mm-hmm. And uh, she snaps her fingers, and Shore, who is the, uh, uh, one of our elite bodyguards, Zest Mistress, I will take it to the, to the weapons trainer. And he takes him away. And he walks out the door. Without giving us two. Joel, and do your, do your job, take them back to their cell, and we will put them to great don't, labor don't tomorrow. Need a minute. What is your problem, little one? Do you have a problem? I want to cast knock and bust out of these shackles and grab my fucking rapier. All right. So you cast knock. Okay. Before Shore can get out the door, he turns around quickly as he notices that you have uh, cast knock. Um, the loth, the uh, the the actual statue of loth lights up that there's magic going on. Okay. And Ivarda looks right at you and just smiles. And they shoot their hand crossbows at you. 
just want to go home But now we walk in circles and I am a very mad gnome Sad gnome Well, that's all the time we have for now. Man, I'm so excited season two is finally out. It's like holding on to that that secret or that holiday or birthday gift, and then you're like, no, I can't tell you what it is, but then I tell you what it is because I guess I I released it. So so happy birthday to you. Happy listener birthday. So we've released our Patreon page. The link you can find in our show notes as well as our lootandagger.com or through our Facebook page. The money we receive will go straight into the show and the artist responsible for producing all those extras that just make a show that much better. Soon we'll be adding like tiers and worthwhile reasons to spend more than a few bucks, but for now, anything is appreciated and every person who donates will get a mention on the show. I'm also excited to announce that we're moving forward with plans to start recording side quests, which will be one-shot stories we'll be releasing alongside our main campaign. These stories will have will feature different players, DMs, and everyone involved will just be rotating with every session. This gives us a chance to cut up and have a little fun with some wacky adventures we likely wouldn't have in the main story quest. Expect friends, special guests, or minor celebrities. Um, I mean, if you are a major celebrity, then please, please give me a call immediately. I'll bounce my childhood friends to make room for you. There's no shame in my game. So after that, um, let's see, you've heard us gush about North by Northwest, uh, how wonderful their podcast is, and how intimidating their baseline talent can be when you're sitting there right next to them. I mean, I guess we haven't said that exactly, but I say it on the inside. We also want to throw some love out to Dice or Die. Um, We love supporting local storytellers here in Georgia, and Dice or Die has something pretty awesome brewing over in their podcast. Their improv talent definitely shines through, and they're hilarious. Good job, D or D. Hope to get you incredibly intoxicated soon and mind your resources. Well, that's not, not in a sexual way. I just mean like trade podcasting secrets and stories. But that's it. Pretty, pretty please comment and rate us on whatever platform you're listening from. Join our Facebook page and Twitter page. Until next time, toodles. Toodles.